Hello? Oh, Lana. What? No, I can't possibly come over, Lana. Of course you're fascinating. Of course I like it when you hold me close. Yes, I also enjoy it when you kiss me. But you'll just have to get through this evening without me. I'm listening to The Life of Riley. Teal, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley in the life of Riley. Chester A. Riley and his wife Peg are a normal married couple, so naturally they quarrel once in a while. It usually takes two to make a quarrel, but in this case it takes one, Riley. Let's listen as Riley and his wife are having a little skirmish in the living room of their California bungalow. Well, all I say is, once in a blue moon, why can't we dress up and go someplace where we can dance? Dance? Ain't you a little old? Old? Who's old? Uh, uh, me. I hate dancing. Well, I'm fed up with sitting around at home night after night. Well, I take you out, Peg. Three weeks ago, didn't I take you to Ocean Park to play bingo? <laughs> bingo. Even Babs and Junior were saying how you never budge out of the house. We never go anyplace interesting. Well, all last year, didn't I take you every single month down to the blood bank? Well, <laughs> what of it? Well, don't you call it interesting to watch them drain the blood out of my veins? <laughs> I don't know what you women want. Oh, Riley. Sometimes I don't know why I ever married you. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you married me for two reasons. Your heart was aching with love for me, and your feet was aching from working in that department store. <laughs> you think you're smart. I slave all day cooking your meals, cleaning up the house after you. And when I ask you for a little pleasure... Oh, now, Dumplin', come on. Now, dry those tears. Where's your handkerchief? I don't know. Oh, uh, here, darling, here's a blotter. <laughs> hello. Why, hello, Sydney. Sydney who? Why, Sydney, darling. Now, just a minute. Who is this Sydney? Oh. Sydney. Riley, it's Sydney Monaghan. You know, Butch from Brooklyn. Oh, him. That foul ball from Ebbets Field. <laughs> Hang up, Peg. The, the, the coffee's boiling over in the kitchen. I'm not making coffee. Well, when did you get into town, Sydney? Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, oh now, Sydney. You don't expect me to answer a question like that. <laughs> well, if you must know, um... Oh, just a minute. Uh, Riley, I think the coffee's boiling over in the kitchen. You're not making coffee. What'd you say, Sidney? Uh, uh, oh, Butchie. You always were a fresh thing. Uh, well, uh, tell them about Babs and Junior, our two children. Tell oh, now. Now, don't say things like that, Sidney. Uh, remember, I'm an old married woman now. Peg. Hang up, let's go out dancing, huh? <laughs> oh, listen, uh, Sydney, where are you staying now? No hotel room, why, that's terrible. Oh, look, Sydney, why don't you come and stay with us overnight? 
Now, just a minute, Peg. We're very crowded here. Why, no, of course Riley won't mind. He just said he'd be thrilled. I said that Edgar Bergen must be in the house. <laughs> All right, Sidney. Yes, we'll expect you for dinner. <laughs> Goodbye, Butchie. <laughs> now, look, Peg. It was bad enough having that weasel around when you was courting me. Now he's moving in on me. <laughs> Why, Riley, you're jealous. But are you not jealous? Oh, or? yes, you are. Uh, Oh, okay. Let him come here. I don't care. <laughs> Me jealous. I, I don't even know what the word means. Why, I can't even spell it. Hey, Mom, there's a cab outside. I guess it's him. All right, all right, Junior, don't shout. Riley, Sidney Monahan's outside. I should have sprayed the house with DDT. <laughs> Gee, Mother, I bet you're all excited, meeting an old flame. Oh, don't be silly, Dad. How do I look, Riley? How do I look? You look good. You look good. Too good. <laughs> He's coming up the walk now. Oh, Riley, for heaven's sake, put on your coat. Nothing doing. I'll roll down my shirt sleeves, and that's the limit. That's right. Run up our electric bill. <laughs> How's about a little kiss for old time's sake? He was never that friendly, Monaghan. <laughs> Let's just shake hands, huh? <laughs> Same old Riley, always kidding. You know I meant the little woman. Oh, oh go on with you, Sidney. Let me look at you. Wonderful, great, the same little Peggy. Nothing has changed. Her name was changed. Just remember that, Monaghan. <laughs> Good old Riley, the same old gruesome sense of humor. Wait a minute, who's this? This is our daughter, Bad. How do you do, Mr. Monaghan? Beautiful, beautiful, the image of your mother. And who's this little man? That's our boy, Junior. Hello, Mr. Monaghan. Ah, what a good-looking boy. The image of his mother. <laughs> Remember, Monaghan, I got a 50% interest in those kids. <laughs> Well, Riley, old pal, it's your swell you to invite me to stay here. Oh, that's okay, Monaghan. When you run a house, you gotta expect all sorts of visitors. One day it's ants, the next day it's locusts. Oh, now, just a minute, Riley. I ain't no locust. Well, you would be if you could rub your hind legs together. <laughs> this stuff here? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh, Peg, you know I don't like meatloaf. Well, that's all there is. Well, uh, hey, wait a minute. What's in that dish there? Uh, that, that's for Sydney. I had half a chicken left. Chicken? I like chicken. No, you don't, Riley. Well, sure I do. Hey, what are you chicken me for? Is it my fault I like chicken? I... <laughs> Here's your chicken, Sydney. Oh, that's too much for me. Look, why don't you divide it up between Riley and me? Oh, oh no. go on now. I insist. Well, all right. <laughs> Here you are, Sydney. You take the wings. Thanks, Peggy. Here, Riley. This is for you. <laughs> Thanks. Him, she gives the wings. Me, she gives the rudder. 
Hello, Junior. Oh, hello, Pop. Gee, you're home late tonight. Yeah, I had to put in overtime. Where are you going, son? Mm, down to the corner to get some cigars. Well, it's real thoughtful of you, son, but I've got cigars. Oh, these aren't for you. They're for Sydney. Oh. Where's your sister? Oh, she went down to get some wool. She's knitting a sweater for Sydney. Oh. Well, see you later, Pop. Sydney, Sydney. That's all I've been hearing for a week. Everybody's doing things for Sydney. Peg, where are you? I'm in here with Sydney. In the living room, dear. Gotta get rid of that guy. Well, hello, dear. Sit down, Riley. Sit down. Make yourself at home. <laughs> Thanks, Monaghan. My, you look awful tired, dear. Yeah, yeah, Riley. Pick out a comfortable chair and fly. I already picked one out, but you're sitting in it. <laughs> Guess what, Riley? Sydney and I have been playing. Playing what? See, Knuckle, sit down and join us. No. No, no, thanks. I don't feel like playing. Oh, my, you sound sweet. <laughs> well, time to hit the hay. Well, it's too early for me. I'll sit up a while. Mm, okay, good night. Come on, Peg. I think I'll sit up a while, too. <laughs> I ain't sleepy. <laughs> Go on, go on, play pinochle, go and deal me in. Go ahead. You who, Mr. Riley? It's me, Waldo Benny. Well, good morning, Waldo. How are you? Oh, my aching back. <laughs> so. Trouble with your wife again, huh? Yes. My friend Rudolph came to the house and asked me to shoot pool with him. My wife almost murdered him. Okay, what did she throw at him this time? Me. <laughs> Look, Waldo, I, I got my own trouble. I but... know. I know. Oh, you mean that Mr. Monaghan? Yeah. I don't like that man. He's shifty-eyed. Frankly, I don't trust him. You don't trust him. For seven days, that sneak has been telling Peg how beautiful and young she looks, and she loves it. Ah. It's the old, old story. A bored wife, old flame moves in, husband gets burned. Waldo, you don't think that my peg would ever stop loving me? Oh, no, no, not yet. But I hope for your sake that Monaghan leaves soon. Well, well, he's gonna leave very soon. I'm going right in there and throw him out. Oh, no, that would be fatal. It would only make a martyr out of him. And women love martyrs. They do, huh? Well, maybe I ought to become a martyr. I could let him throw me out. No, no. no that's no good. I, I'm all mixed up. What am I going to do, Waldo? I... You must woo your wife all over again. Recapture the romance of your youth. You must make love to her. But I've been married 17 years. I'm all out of practice, Waldo. You've got to. Start out by sending her flowers every day. Call her endearing names. Put your arm around her. Okay, and, Waldo. And... I can take it from there. Oh. Yes, sir. I'll do it. During the day, I'm Riley the Riveter. But starting tonight, I'm Riley the Romeo. Let me call you, sweetheart. I'm in love with you. <laughs> That's Monaghan. This will finish him. <laughs> Mr. Riley. Oh, hello, Waldo. I just saw the messenger deliver your flowers. Oh, they're here. Huh? Good. I sent a card with them. 
to the most beautiful girl in the world from the sweetest man. Cute, huh? Oh, that's perfect. My, my, Mr. Riley. My, you're all slicked up. You said haircut and shave. Uh, something smells. <laughs> that's me. I bought some shaving lotion. Isn't it a little strong? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I put some on my cheeks and my teeth got numb. <laughs> well, I'm all ready for the love stuff. So long, Waldo. Here it goes. I love you. I love you. Da -da 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 -da. I love you, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Who is it? <laughs> Who is it? Oh, I'm glad you're here. You are, Dumplin'? Look at these beautiful flowers that just came. You in. like them? Oh, they're lovely. And this card, to the most beautiful girl in the world, from the sweetest man. Cute, huh? Ah, uh, yes. Wasn't it darling of Sydney to send them? Oh. Yeah, Peg, I gotta be in San Francisco tomorrow. Well, we'll all come down to the station and see you off. Hey, that'd be swell. And look, I'd like to buy Riley a little something to make up for all the bother I've been. Oh, well, you're saying you didn't bother Riley? Yeah, I know. He's such a sweet guy. Could have used some nice luggage. Well, yes, but Okay, I... that's it. I'll find some leather goods shop and get him a suitcase. Uh, Sydney, while you're there, would you do me a favor? Why, sure, Peg. <laughs> well, Riley's been pestering me to give him a picture of myself for a long time. I finally had one made. Would you pick up a nice letter frame for it? My sure thing. Uh, here it is. Ah, beautiful picture. <laughs> I'll put it here in my pocket so I won't forget it. Oh, thanks. Riley will certainly be surprised when he sees it. Right, Mr. Riley, the coast is clear. Now, let's duck into Monaghan's room. Although, I still think I ought to throw that Monaghan out of this house. No, no. Making a scandal would be fatal. Leaving this threatening note is a much better idea. Well, maybe you're right. Let me see that note again. Monaghan, you've got one hour to get out of town or else. This'll do it, Waldo. This'll get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Now, put it in his coat pocket. Yeah, where's... Oh, oh, there's his coat hanging on the chair. You, you slip the note in. I'll keep watch. All right, all right. Okay? Not yet. Now, seems to be something in this pocket. Oh, my. Well... What is it, Walter? What, what'd you put behind your back? Uh, nothing, nothing. You took something out of it. Let me see it. No, no, Mr. Riley, now don't look well, at hand it. Hand it over, Waldo. Well, here. Huh. It's only a picture. Ah, uh, ah, uh, it's Peg. A picture of my Peg in his pocket. Now, now, now. I've been begging her for a picture for years, and I never got one. Oh, it's dreadful. And that inscription. Where, where? For my first and only love, your Peg. Oh, 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 What is it, Mr. Riley? Don't leave me! <laughs> Teal has just brought you the first act of The Life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter with a bit of advice. Bear this in mind next time you brush your teeth. Instead of keeping cavities away, you may be brushing them in right at the gum line. Cavities that you can easily avoid by switching to teal. Here are the facts. Judge for yourself. Out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. When gums recede, softer and less protected parts of the teeth are exposed. 
those parts are 25 times softer than tooth enamel and are easily damaged by the regular use of a toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. Therefore, the chances are 8 in 10 you are risking those ground-in cavities daily unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Well, there are the facts. And remember, Teal alone, of all leading dentifrices, contains no abrasives. Teal cleans teeth with a patented ingredient, protects teeth from ground-in gum-line cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. So switch to Teal. Enjoy its wonderful flavor, its foamy action. The Teal way takes only one extra minute a week. Makes teeth look their loveliest safely. For the sake of your teeth, for the sake of your smile, ask for T-E-E-L, Teal, the liquid dentifrice. Just follow directions on the package. Teal protects teeth beautifully. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. When Sidney Monahan, an old beau of Riley's wife, moved into the Riley home temporarily, Riley began to suffer the pangs of jealousy. And then, to his horror, he discovered his wife's picture inscribed to my first and only love in Sidney's coat pocket. Picture is really meant as a surprise gift for Riley, but our hero doesn't know this, and what he doesn't know certainly hurts him. Waldo, I just can't believe it. After 17 years of married life, I find out I'm only a runner-up. I don't understand it. I never thought Mrs. Riley would be interested in another man. Why, I've been coming into your house for years, and she never even looks at me. <laughs> Well, I can't really blame Peg. It's all my fault. Just before Sydney came, we had a big fight. She was saying I never take her out for a good time, and she's right, Waldo. Look, Mr. Riley, uh, isn't that Monahan coming up your front walk? Yeah, that's the rat. He's carrying a suitcase, a new one. But he has one already. What does he want with another one? Oh, my heavens. No, no, it can't be. What can't be? Uh, no, your wife would never do it. Do what? Uh, not to such a fine man like you. No, she wouldn't. Would what? Wouldn't what? Oh, she wouldn't. No, I wouldn't even think of it. All right, but let me think about it. <laughs> the new suitcase. I just uh, thought maybe uh, she and Monaghan might be uh, uh, planning to run away. Run away? No, my peg wouldn't do that. She'd never run away without taking me with her. I mean, I can't stand it. I'm going in there and find out once and for all from her own lips. Waldo, I'll tear him apart. That's a very roomy suitcase. This part holds two suits, and there's still room for your things, too. Her things? You don't think Riley is caught on? Oh, no, not my husband. He never knows what's going on. <laughs> Waldo, am I hearing right? What time does the train leave, Sidney? Train? Waldo, it can't be. Nine o'clock. And we get into San Francisco in the morning. Waldo, it could be. Well, it's almost time to leave for the station. I'll get my coat. Waldo, it is. <laughs> I can't stand no more. Let's get out of here. Mr. Riley, where are you going? I don't know. But you've got to stop them. Go in there. No, no, I got my pride. That's the way Peg wants it. It's okay with me. I won't stand in their way. I wish them both all the happiness in the world. And if they're miserable, that's okay with me, too. <laughs> Is that you on that bench? Uh, who's that? Who? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh. oh, hello, Digger. Greetings. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> well, what are you doing here in the park, Digger? Oh, I often come here at twilight. 
to watch the gophers digging their little holes and making their mounds. Great technique. <laughs> Digger, I'm in awful trouble. My wife, Peg, she's running off with another man. No, I can't believe it. It's true, but please don't say anything to anyone. Oh, you can trust me, Riley. I won't tell it to a living soul. <laughs> but I can't blame her, Digger. I drove her to it. I neglected her. It's my fault she likes Monaghan. Those things happen sometimes. In my profession, we have a saying. The grass is always greener on the other fellow. <laughs> but come, come. Cheer up. All is not lost. Oh, sure. It's easy to say cheer up. You never went through what I'm going through. On the contrary. During our first year of married life, my wife became smitten with one of my assistants. Well, what did you do, Digger? I said, see here, Hawkins, if you don't leave my wife alone, you'll stop being my employee and become my customer. <laughs> that nearly scared the life out of him. Gee, Digger, you're lucky. Your marriage is wonderful, isn't it? Oh, yes. Complete connubial bliss. My wife, Lily Fern, offers me friendship, fondness, and felicity. <laughs> and my father-in-law financed my business. I adore my father-in-law. He's so gay. <laughs> Digger, right now, Peg and this guy are in the station. They're going to San Francisco. Then go to that station. Stop them. Fight for your love. Strike down this rotter. You're right. I'll lay him out. Can I help? I'm rather good at that sort of thing. No, this is my fight, Digger. Well, good luck, Riley. And remember, I'm with you to the end. You... <laughs> you big stiff. Get aboard. Oh, I feel terrible that Riley isn't here to say goodbye. Well, don't forget to give him that suitcase for me with my best wishes. Oh, look! Here comes Daddy. See, over there. Mm, oh, that's Oh, well. my, look at him run. See, Sydney, I told you he's fond of you. Oh, I'm in time. Thank you. Oh, Riley, oh, what's the matter? Monaghan, get away from my wife before you break every bone in my body. <laughs> What's eating you, Riley? But, Daddy, what's wrong? Uh, Junior, what are you doing here? Well, they came with us, of course. Taking the kids, too. <laughs> For 17 years, I fed and clothed them. And now that they're old enough to work, he's gonna get them. <laughs> oh, Riley, have you lost your sense? Monaghan, you asked for it. Put him up, you wife stealer. Riley, what are you talking about? I'm coming at you. Take that! Sydney, pick Riley up. Well, I'm sorry, Peg, but he ran into my fist. Break up my home, will you? Run away with my wife, huh? Won't even leave me my kids. What? Riley, you mean, you think Sydney and I... Oh, oh Sydney, he thinks... <laughs> will I? Daddy, you're impossible. They're all against me. Oh, listen, you poor darling. Why, we just came down to the station to see Sidney off. I'm... Uh, huh? I... I don't believe it. What about that new suitcase? What? Oh, holy smoke. I bought that for you, Riley. 
Well, what about that picture I found in his pocket? Why, that was for you, too. I only gave it to Sidney to have it framed. You mean... You mean you ain't running away? Oh, why, no, dear. I'm staying with you. What a revolting development, this is. <laughs> We'll be back in half a minute. The time to start using teal is now, before you discover ugly cavities at the gum line of your teeth. Now, before toothpaste or powders containing harsh abrasives grind, grind away, doing their damage slowly but surely. Remember, out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And that means parts of the teeth are exposed, which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. And brushing those softer parts daily with any dentifrice containing harsh abrasives grinds in ugly cavities. But Teal protects teeth from such cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. For Teal cleans teeth with a patented ingredient without abrasives. The Teal way takes one extra minute a week, makes teeth look their sparkling best safely. Just ask for T-E-E-L, Teal, and follow directions on the package. Teal protects teeth beautifully. <laughs> Then you forgive me, Peg, for acting like I did? Of course I do, dear. Why, you know Sidney Monaghan means nothing to me. Well, I ain't always as bright as I should be. <laughs> Certainly not. Thanks, Dublin. <laughs> and, and you know what? Tonight I'm taking you out. Oh, wonderful. Yep, yep. We're going to a high-class restaurant, after that a show, and then to a smart place for some dancing. Uh, that is, if you can lend me three dollars. <laughs> Well, I've got three dollars. Okay, then let's go. Wait, uh, hey, uh, where's my overcoat? Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, Riley. It's cold in San Francisco, so I lend it to Sydney. <laughs> it's a losing fight. Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach Studios. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell, the merry undertaker, is John Brown. Junior is Scotty Beckett. Babs is Sharon Douglas. Waldo Binney is Dink Trout. And Sidney Monahan is Lou Merrill. So until next week at the same time, this is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight for Teal. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Good night. <laughs> Here's a gal with a message, and only 30 seconds to get it across. Okay, let's go. I just want to say, these days, nice clothes are still scarce. If you're lucky to find blouses and slips and sweaters in your size and style, they've got to last. Well, if you give those nice things Ivory Flakes care, they'll stay lovely, actually last up to twice as long. Only 10 seconds left. That's all I need. Friends, the thing to remember is, with Ivory Flakes care, you'll get up to twice the wear. Hey, you still got two seconds. Then I'll say it again. With Ivory Flakes care, you'll get up to twice the wear.
the National Broadcasting Company.